Hallelujah. So, we've been doing this whole series on the presence of God. This morning I want to talk to you about the aspect of that the presence of God brings you protection. The presence of God brings you protection and safety in times of storms, in times of difficulties, in times when things seem crazy, that because of the presence of God, you have a place to go to that is safe and protects you, that you can find in no other way. The, um, the scripture says, you haven't got this one, Trev. In um, John 16, I've told you these things. This is Jesus after he had told them about the end and the end times are on the way. Um, and he says this, I've told you these things that in, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So, friend, if you are a Christian, you're going to have some trouble. Just because you're a Christian, life brings trouble. Life brings difficulty. But we have a place to go because Jesus has overcome the world where there is peace and hope. Hallelujah. You know, um, Sunday school, kids learn about the man that built his house upon the rock and the man that built his house upon the sand. And when the wind and the rain came, there was a difference in those who built their house on the rock compared to those who built their house on the sand. One under the pressure and the overwhelming weight of the storm collapsed because the foundation was sand. But the one who built his house upon the rock weathered the storm. Both built houses. See, you're building a house with your life, whether you know it or not. You may not even believe in Jesus, but friend, you are, you are building some kind of life around you. And if you are a Christian, that does not mean to say that you are necessarily building your life on the rock. Do you understand that? It is a decision that you have to make because you're the one that builds the house. You are building your life, but you make the choice where you build it. If you build it on the rock, there are so many scriptures about building your life on the rock. If you choose to build it on an unstable ground, that's not him, that's your choice. But, and even more so in these difficult times, I think of my friends in New Zealand who have lost such a tragedy. Saturday morning, they had no idea that that tragedy was on the way. They had no idea. Why did it happen? I don't know. But Jesus warns that trouble will come. That difficulty will come. But he has not left us in a space where we can be uh, uh, overwhelmed by whatever life brings. That there is this place of protection. Hallelujah. Rightio. Now I want to do something that I keep forgetting. But we will do it. I'm not going to do that Matthew scripture. Or did you chuck it up there? No. Um, Amy. Where's Amy? Amy. Good song choice. Good song choice. Because the first song she sung is my base scripture this morning. I love it when, you know, um, we're not a church. Sometimes we'll say, oh, can you sing this song or that song? Yeah, we do. But I love it when there's this freedom of the Holy Spirit that when we're all listening, there's a consistency of flow of the Spirit. Isn't it cool? Psalm 27. I love Psalm 27. So I'm going to ask you to stand as we read part of Psalm 27 in respect to the Word of God, because this is the Word of God. 
Psalm 27, 1 through to 5 in the New King James Bible. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 2, when the wicked came against me to eat my flesh quickly. You know who the wicked are? Do you know who the wicked are? Do you know who your enemy is? Ultimately the devil. But you know who your enemy is? Your enemy is people who are out there that are kind of out to get you. Your enemy. But you're supposed to love your enemy. Hallelujah. You can have enemies, but you're meant to love them. Anyway, I digress. When the wicked came against me to eat my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Verse 3, though an army may encamp against me. Imagine if you're living in the Ukraine right now. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise up against me, in this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that that I may seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. This is not talking about heaven, friend. This is talking about every day. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high on a rock. Hallelujah. Have a seat. Interesting, last week I shared that thing that I had about, you know, when the earthquake hit Tonga and the wave came and the people on the higher ground were protected, but the people lower down, you know, that's where all the loss took place. And that I felt the Holy Spirit tell me more waves were coming at the beginning of this year and, yet, and that we needed to be as a church to get up onto that higher ground. This psalm promises the tail end of it. Uh, sorry, in that last part of verse 5. He shall set me high upon a rock. Hallelujah. So this is David, a psalm of David. It is believed that David wrote this towards the end of his life. It is believed that David was writing this, uh, walking through the challenge of his son Absalom, rebelling against him and betraying him. So David is writing a psalm to us, not from someone out of a theoretical understanding. David is writing to us out of the reality of life. That trouble comes. Trouble comes. So I kind of want to look at a few um, key points in regard to how can you invite the presence, live in the presence of God in such a way that when trouble comes... That you can have your life built upon the rock. That you can be in such a place in your faith in God that your foundations can be so sure that even though when the wind and the rain come, even though when armonies, 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 that's how you start in Ukraine, not. Even though when armies come against you, you won't fear. Hallelujah. How many people like the psalm? It's a great psalm, one of my favorites. So let's look at from verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Three things. All combat fear. All, a, a statement that David made 
He didn't say that the Lord will be my light. He didn't say the Lord might be my light. The Lord didn't, he didn't say the Lord was my light. He said the Lord is my light. See, when trouble comes, when difficulty comes, it can be sometimes the fact that he used to be your light or he used to be your strength or he used to be your salvation. See, this is a thing about life when challenges come, when the wind and the rain comes that tries to bump you off. They, you can still declare through that moment, he is still my light. He is still my strength. He is still my salvation. So when I look at these three, I feel like I'm a machine gun. Trying to race through. Three things. He is my light. He is my strength. That's two. And he is my salvation. And on face value, when, the, when you read these words... You know, you can kind of read them and go, yeah, but if you dig into the actual meaning behind why, they are super interesting. Number one, the Lord is my light. As I said, not was, not used to be, not will be. I've met people who say one day I will become a Christian. I've met people who said I used to be a Christian. But David, again, is my light. What does it mean? The actual meaning behind this word of light is to compare darkness to light. So he's trying to give a comparison to darkness and light. And he's trying to give a comparison to the kind of light that will lead you through darkness. So when he's saying the Lord is my light, he's not neglecting the fact that sometimes darkness is on the way or sometimes I feel like I'm in the middle of darkness, but rather that even though I might be in darkness, even though I might not be able to see the future, even though I might not know that where there might be a doorway, he's saying that God is my light who will guide me through difficulty. Our friends in New Zealand, man, do they need a light. The people in Ukraine, they are in darkness. But I love that prayer of that pastor. Man, we need Jesus. Why? Because he will be the light that will guide them through this terribly difficult time. How many people have had difficult times? How many people realize, only, we've only got two people that have had a hard time in this church. Must be the good preaching. How many people have had trouble? Do you enjoy it? Man, I can't wait for more trouble to come. Man, I can't wait till I'm just stuck in the darkness again. No, we don't want it, but it comes. But David is trying to state something that when you're in darkness, this is what life on the rock is all all about. Life on the rock is when the storm comes, when the trouble comes. Man, I still have some light. Man, I I still have something that's going to guide me and give me what I need to get through whatever trouble is going on. David was in trouble at that time. His son was trying to take the kingdom. Who's got a son? Imagine your son turning on you that way. Man, you'd be heartbroken. Well, I would. But there is a light through difficult times. Light. 
I love this because there are inferences in this word when you look at the meaning of it. Light compared to darkness. It's giving this idea of guidance through darkness because there is light leading away. It also gives the idea of health, meaning sickness to health. So when you're overwhelmed or when life is so difficult or maybe you're fighting some kind of physical health uh, you know, problem, the scripture, and you can't tell me David and them back then didn't have some kind of sickness and they didn't even have what we have today. So it's trying to say, man, when you're in dark, when you're in sickness, when it feels like, man, there's no way out, this is a promise that there is a light that will guard you from sickness to health. Hallelujah. It also has an inference in regards to when you are feeling, when, when, when your financial situation is trapped in poverty. When, where am I going to get the next buck from? It actually has got that same inference that from poverty to prosperity. And I'm not saying, you know, we've had people hassle me sometimes about, you know, you you preach a prosperity message, Keith. I'm not ashamed that I believe that Jesus blesses. But I don't think that our focus is on money. I'm talking about a prosperity of happiness and blessing. See, light will lead you from that um, poverty to the blessings of God. Now, you can be in poverty in spirit. You can be in poverty in relationships. You can be in poverty just mentally. Do you understand? Can I have some amens? I feel like I'm preaching to myself. Amen. David said, See, he's making some statements in the midst of the storm and he's reminding himself and he's also sending a message to us all the way down through the ages. The Lord is my light. The scripture tells us that David had a special place in the heart of God. He was described as a man after the heart of God. So number one, the Lord is my light. Number two, The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my salvation. Now we as Christians say, you know, Jesus saved me, hallelujah, and he did. And he's still saving some of you. Yes, that's a joke. No, but he is. You're all still getting, you know, you're saved, you're being saved, and you will be saved. Meaning, when trouble comes, he's the one who saves. Hallelujah. When hardship comes, he's the one who saves you. You see, salvation, or even that word saved in the New Testament, is an ongoing process. Yes, he saves us from death and hell. But man, he also saves us from the trouble that goes on in this world. And sometimes he also saves us from our own stupidity. Hallelujah. David was stupid sometimes. He wasn't some exemplary um, example of virtue. God had to save him sometimes. He saves you sometimes, friends, from the consequences of some of your dumb choices. Hallelujah. Point at the person next to you and say, that's you. Point point to the person next to you. And then point at yourself because it's actually really you. 
The Lord is my salvation. This basic word means to deliver from danger and to protect. So when David was saying, the Lord is my salvation, he was saying, God, you are my deliverer. Though nations rise up against me, though even my own son threatens my life, you are my deliverer. Though armies surround the city or the place where I live, you are the one that will deliver me. God delivers, friends. And that's what life on the rock is about. It's about when trouble comes. The rock is basically the place of safety. Where, where you can stand still and weather the storm. Hallelujah. The place of protection. See, God's presence brings a place of safety, salvation, protection, deliverance. God's presence brings light to you in the midst of darkness. It will give you the direction. I don't know how many times that when trouble has come my way for me, when I, when I take this thing like David and I, and, I, and I set myself aside from all the whatever, and I just sit there, even though the world is crazy and even though stuff's going on, that when I sit with him, he changes the inside. He changes me. And he takes that panic and that fear and he puts in it a sense of hope, a sense of guidance, and a sense of the Lord will deliver me. Hallelujah. See, that's why you must, as a Christian, develop a relationship with the presence of God. And I'm telling you, and I'll say it again, that we are living in a time where there are more storms coming. And these storms are going to try to come and bowl you off your rock. Bowl you off the place of your faith and safety. And now is the time to develop and to nurture your relationship with God and His presence. Hallelujah. The Lord is my light. Look at that. Look at that. I hate that clock. The Lord is my salvation. Thirdly, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. Now we have some strong people here who have strong personalities and strong character and strong aspects about them. And David was a man who had a lot of strength about him. But he did not stand when he said that one thing that I will be confident in. What am I confident in? He wasn't saying, man, I'm confident in me. I'm the king. He didn't say, man, I'm confident because God anointed me. He said, man, I am confident because I look to him as my light and as my salvation, as my strength. Hallelujah, because there will come moments in life where you will not have your own natural strength. And you need strength from on high. Hallelujah. Hugh's turning the clock back. (laughs) You know what? I feel the anointing on that, brother. Hugh, you're going to trick me. It's, It's hard. I'm trying to stick within the... No, good on you. Anyway, let's race through. So this word strength, when David said, the Lord is my strength, it actually means the Lord is my rock, 
my strong fortress, my tower of refuge. And when the man who said he built his house as an analogy on the rock, my friends, whenever you see that word in the Bible and it's talking about, are you laughing? You like my little moves, I know. I can't help myself. She's, you, you've missed it, Taylor, I know. I know, no, it's funny, I've got a good sense of humor. I just said, I've got to, got to move the body with it, man. Can't dance for rubbish, but whatever. The Lord is my rock, because my rock is where I get strength. And see, sand is where you're not going to get the strength in the storm. It's the rock. It's the rock. It's the rock. That place that nothing shifts. That place where the name that is the name that is above every other name resides. That place where the presence of God is. The rock. My fortress. Protection and safety despite storms, despite wars, come as a result of getting in the presence of God, of living a life in the presence of God. Hallelujah. David says this. He uses the word confident. He says this. Uh, at the t- verse 3. Though an army may encamp, me against, uh, may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise up against me, in this I will be confident. See that he's making the statement and he's telling you why he is confident. Because he has lived a life and was still trying to, trying to maintain a life where God was his salvation, of where God was his strength, of where God was the light of his life. That's where the confidence came into David's life. Confidence is a funny old thing. You meet people and you can say, wow, he's confident, or wow, he's not confident. Confidence is something the world seeks after. Confidence, if you're a confident person, is good to hold, you know, you can hold on to it through the good. But confidence is a a thing that can go very quickly under trouble and hardship. And David knew that the source of his confidence had come from his relationship with God. I was not a confident person when I got saved. If you would put me up in front of a group of people or put me in a group bigger than whatever, unless I was drunk or stoned, I would just... Mold back in because it just, I just couldn't cope. That's why I got into the drugs. But when I became a Christian, there was a transformation that happened in me because when the presence of God entered my life, friend, I got confidence that wasn't my own. I got confidence because of who God was and what He did in my life. We live in a world that is crazy and searching. To be confident. We see ads on TV that portray confident people because they have. Don't last. Confidence. I'm going to give you a definition of confidence. Confidence is an assurance and a surety and a boldness. Confidence means feeling sure of yourself and your abilities. Not as in an arrogant way, but in a realistic and secure way. 
Confidence isn't about feeling superior to others. It is a quite inner knowledge that you are able or you are capable. Confident people are people who feel secure. Hallelujah. A lot of people aren't secure. A lot of Christians, sadly, aren't secure. And my personal belief is it's because they haven't gone to get the confidence from where you should. And that is from God. Confidence. I am confident in this. God is my light. God is my strength. God is my salvation. And David says, what should I fear then? What should I be afraid of? Because he had an anchor because it was on the rock. Hallelujah. Give me an amen or something. I used to be a builder. In fact, you know, I built my house. It's funny, we've had a few storms. And, um, you know, I built the house. So if it falls down, you're a rubbish builder, Keith. But I sit in my house. And when the rain comes, I love sitting in the second story part of it because I can hear the rain on the roof. And I just love the rain on the roof. And I don't know what it is, but I just feel secure and just sort of tucked in there because the rain can't get in because the roof's on properly. And when we had the earthquake, because Yarrawonga don't get earthquakes, but I remember sitting in the office when that earthquake hit Yarrawonga and uh, it, up there, it shook, the bay, it shook the office. It reminded me of living in New Zealand. Man, we get, we get those all the time, you know, when I lived there. And in fact, the building code in New Zealand is serious on earthquakes. And when I did the thing here, I noticed the difference, right? Because you don't have them so much. But anyway, I'm up in the office and it shook that baby. And then we're going, oh, I wonder how the house went. Because I did all the steel as well. And, you know, I went home and I was just like, hoo, hoo, hoo. No cracks. Didn't fall down. Because it was built the right way. And that's like life, my friends. See, storms come. They come and they're coming. I don't like them, I don't want them, but they come. And they can be devastating in their force. But there is a confidence and there is a strength that you can only find from Him. You can only find from Him. That's one of the things I like going back to Africa. I don't know what the real time is. I meet people, man, they have gone through some wicked storms. But there is a confidence and a strength they carry. I want to end with this. And it is another psalm, because I could get into there's a whole lot of other stuff, but I'm not going to get into it. Being overwhelmed. Sometimes the rage of the storm can overwhelm you. Sometimes life and all its pressures just mount up and they feel like, man, I'm just overwhelmed. You can feel like a flood has come and you are just bobbing under the water trying to get a sucker ear. And that's overwhelmed. And at times my life has felt overwhelmed. I remember Boyd coming back from living down in lockdown land. Oops. Melbourne. And you know, you, 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 you were in a bit of a storm there, my friend. 
And, you know, there was a bit of overwhelming going on. Because it don't matter how old are you, boy? 25, you're getting old. 25 or whatever, there are moments when you will feel overwhelmed. And even David, when he said, I'm confident in all these kinds of things, had moments of being overwhelmed. And I think we can learn from the psalm that I'm just going to read to you now. It's Psalm 61, 1 through to 4. David communicating to his strength, to his salvation, to his light. Because sometimes you've got to go talk to your strength, your light, and your salvation, God. Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock, rock, rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Higher ground. Higher ground. See, David was overwhelmed and he was under it. But the cry that he sent to God was, lead me from where I am back to the rock. Back to the rock. And see, that's the light aspect of God. Sometimes darkness is overwhelming. But David knew, because he had experienced it many times in his life, that there was a light that would lead him back. One of the things I notice when people have been under a sustained amount of pressure is they isolate themselves, generally. They hide from, and they hide from church, they hide from whatever. That ain't what you should do, friend. I mean, I hope that when you come here, you get some light from us. If you're not, go somewhere else. Because I'm wasting my time. And I shouldn't do what I do. And neither should anybody else that stands up here. If you're not getting light, go find it somewhere else. Numbers are going down next week. Never mind. <laughs> I mean it. My, my message to you this morning is build your house on the rock. That comes from the presence of God. That comes from a, David said, all my days I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That was a lifetime journey, friends. Consistency. If you are overwhelmed at the moment, sometimes it can just be mental pressure, mental health. And, and, and it, can be, it can be for suicide. Be like David. God, lead me. Be my light. Get me back on the rock. Hallelujah. Lord, we are a crazy bunch of people.
But we are so blessed that you are the place where we want to build our lives. You are the rock. And there ain't nothing like you, God. And you know everybody here. You know everybody watching the stream. Holy Spirit, bring your light. Bring your light to those that need to be guided through whatever trouble they are in. Holy Spirit, be the one who delivers. Salvation. And Holy Spirit, be the one that gives strength to these who are struggling. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.